Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome to episode 41 of the Quinter Oh, wrong one. High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. <laughs> HSSKpod.com. Freudian slip there. Yeah, a little bit. What is it about this theme that just makes me want to walk like an idiot down a ramp? Like, like you got fucking elephantitis oh the nuts. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Episode 41. Mr. Fix-It. <clears throat> yeah. Just let's face it, this 75% of this podcast, how do we fix the WWE? Let's just face it, we won't. Yeah, that's we why we have will. no chance. Yeah, no <laughs> chance in hell. As long as that guy is in the gorilla position. The gorilla? Look at you using the terms, you mark. I know. <clears throat> High Stakes and Super Kicks Podcast, hsskpod.com. Folks, remember, it's your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling with your pals, Rob and Dave. Heidi ho Heidi ho So today is going to be, like Rob said, Probably 75% wrestling. We will talk about the draft and the award ceremony, the NHL awards and the draft uh, next week. And that'll probably be our last hockey till, well, I guess July 1st would be. Yeah, I think we got a couple more weeks for, for like big hockey. Like if we lead into a July 1st free agency kind of thing and then. We'll probably, I think what's best is if we wait until like a week after July 1st. Of course, yes, we can talk about Because then we could talk about who signed and, Absolutely. and who's left. And, and then you and I decide to take the roles of Pierre Lebron and who's the other guy? Oh, Uncle Bob. Yeah, Bob McKenzie and um, everyone else. and Darren Drager. Yeah, and get in a little plane, a little pole jumper and head up to our uh, little cabin in the, in the woods up in Canada and get fucking shit-faced for like three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about shit-faced for a guy who doesn't drink anymore, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> but that, you The know, fresh air will do you good. <laughs> yeah, and so the 12 packs of Molson, Molson uh, Gold. And triple Molson. X, yeah. yeah. So some news and notes. Uh, if you saw the, this is NHL news and notes. We're just going to do NHL news and notes real fast, and then we're going to get into wrestling. <laughs> so once you hear us say wrestling, Again. if you're a hockey person, uh, you could probably turn it off there. And if you're a wrestling person, that's what you should be looking for. Yeah, um, I think now when you look at the, our little review thing of where wrestling is, it's not going to be the hour and um, umpteenth minute. It's probably yeah. going to be like 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, I doubt that. It's still going to be a long time. Yeah, I know. It's all right. 
Uh, the St. Louis Blues had their celebration, and no one partied. They should create a new award. The <laughs> the Alexander Ovechkin <laughs> the annihilated <laughs> in public award. This year's winner. Oh, my God. Brett Hall. Brett Hall. Oh, Hall. boy. Hall. It's a good thing you have money from playing hockey because you sure shit ain't getting it as a singer or public speaker can can i ask you a question what does it mean when he said let's go blues we went there already we're here blues whatever the hell he said that's where you see that something where he what he was thinking didn't fire with the other part of his brain in what he was saying (laughs) apparently the booze blocked it oh yeah the, uh, the bottle of booze he was drinking was a little bit too dark to <laughs> let any sunlight through. There were there was no what are they synapse? <laughs> there was no connection in the brain. Um, the Bruins came out with all of their injuries during yeah, the finals. That was crazy um, for that list. You understand that? Yeah. By the time you hit the Stanley Cup Finals, you, you're not. No one is 100 percent healthy. Like you said last week, whether it's practice or what have you. Yep. But. To see a list that had two concussed players on it that were still playing, that's not very good considering that there's an open, you know, lawsuit there's a against, class action lawsuit <laughs> against, against the NHL for concussions. I, I mean, would I would have to say that teams have to have some sort of non waiver agreement. Now, like, look, our doctor says you aren't you, like I I know Jake DeBrusque was one of those guys. Like, look, you're you have a concussion, you shouldn't be playing. And he's like, well, I'm playing. Bro. Bro. And they're like, well, then you have to sign this saying that you can never sue us. You'd because hope so. this it's kind of like, uh, you know, against doctor's orders in a hospital kind of thing. Yeah, if you sign yourself out, you, we can't, you know, treat you after that. Other news, uh, some trades that Oof. going some, on. Some trades. Yeah. Oh, trades and signings. Uh, this is what made the hockey part of this podcast the 25 percent yeah in like the past four or five days because there was no hockey in this no. um Aoli, Aoli mata Oli, 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 depending like, like Anderson? yeah four horsemen um was traded sorry brain fart i'm looking at the words and i can't even say it uh brett holism are you having a brett hall moment <laughs> Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins traded Olimata to the Chicago Blackhawks for Dominic Kuhn and a fifth-round pick. This is really, I wouldn't even say it's a salary dump for Chicago, but it's definitely a salary dump for Pittsburgh. Um, Mata comes across with a $4 million, just over $4 million for, through 21-22. I think this is a good trade for Chicago. He Olimata is a good three four defenseman, mm-hmm. and but do they have the cap space for him? I'm sure they have it somewhere. They wouldn't have traded for him if they didn't. But uh, this is a good trade for them, in the sense that you have Keith, you have Seabrook, who aren't getting any younger. You're going to need to replace those guys with solid kind of defensemen. And there you go. I would have. I wouldn't have minded taking Olimata on the Devils, but but who again, like we've talked about in the past, who gets pushed out of our lineup? If are we, are we going for still the rebuild or are we beyond that now? So we can you know, I want to dip on that a little bit. Just I mean oh well, we got dip, some other dip she dips. Oh look at you being all 
I heard it on VH1 Classics. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pop up video. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to it at, at a later point, but we can go to some devil rumors ish kind of stuff <clears throat> about that. But all right, big big fish. I mean, shark out of the water, gone. Call Haglund's a big shark. Oh, big fish. I went. I went a little bit too far. No, oh, yeah, <clears throat> you skipped one. Uh, Carl Haglund signs with the Capitals. Four years. Four years. That's a nice contract. That's a very team-friendly contract. And apparently, he wanted like continuity. Like that's the only like. Yeah. He's... But on the other side, we don't know the details. Is there no trade somewhere in that contract? Because two point seven million dollars is very easy to trade. You would, if, you would have to think in the next two years, yes. There's I'm, probably like a, a, a no movement or whatever in the next two, just because they're still in a in a hunt for a possible another cup. And then after that is when every, all the pieces start falling apart. And... Carl Hagelin is a very Dinus Zuberus kind of player, where you can put him up on a couple of games on your top line if need be. You can move him down to your fourth line, and he's just effective you know, with where he's playing. You put me on the top line to score, I'll pl- I'll score. You put me on the fourth line to be a four checker and get in there and and you know be an energy guy. I can do that too. I liked Carl Hagelin, but again, we have a Carl Hagelin and Miles Wood. So another another in division team starts pumping up their roster for a little, being a little bit stronger, and we're just still holding a bag waiting for July one to hit and yeah. the draft tomorrow. And by the way, are you excited for the draft? Because I got I, am. I, I think I got like two calls from my my rep. You know, in voicemail saying, hey, you know. Uh, hey, everybody, uh, this is Bob, and we're here to talk about the Devil's Draft. Are we going to take Hughes or Kapu Kaku? It's an exciting time. You know what, dude? Just stop. Stop just reading just, your script. <laughs> stop with the phone call. Because, look, it's draft time. I have no questions about my account. It's already in auto. It's in installment payments. I have no worries. I have no questions. Quiet. It's the off season. <laughs> Let me bitch about the Mets. <laughs> oh, I'm done uh, with the Mets. This is a side story. The Anaheim Ducks <laughs> named Ducks. Dallas Eakins their new head coach. I agree with a lot of people on social media and saying this was a good hire for them. Absolutely. He was their minor league coach, led to a very successful minor league team with a bunch of young guys. So look for Anaheim to have a influx of their young players, especially now that they cut Katy Perry. Corey Perry. <laughs> yeah, Katy Perry got cut. Uh, now, so two what? years left on his deal so, at over eight million. So, so here, here's your here's your question. I think we we talked about it last week too. Is are you still okay if Ray Shiro said, "Hey, I'll give you a prove it one year deal. If not, you're done by the deadline." Would you still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So instead, because of, you know what, you give him like a you give him a one million dollar contract with incentives. incentives yeah. And if he shits the bed by the new year, you can bury that in your minors. That's not a big deal. I mean, you're not looking at a big cap hit on a team where we still have to get to the cap basement before we worry about the cap ceiling. So, so, so let me ask you a question. So let's just say you sign him, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, we got to waive him or something, right? Get, you're not get, really losing it. Yeah. But now that he signed a one-year deal, does that mean now that we would also have to pay for two years at whatever at five hundred thousand a year kind of thing on top of what Anaheim's already paying? Well, he gets. I'm ninety-nine percent sure he gets the buyout money like now. Right. So I mean, everyone's like, I'm sure if you went to Corey Perry and you were like, 
so how do you feel that Anaheim cut you? I'd be like, okay, um, I just walked away with like $16 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, I mean. How do you think I feel? <laughs> I'm okay, yeah. and I could never play again, and I'm still getting that money. That's true. Oh. But if he were to sign with us and go on, and we were to put him on waivers, any team that picks him up would pick up his contract. If we were to put him on waivers and send him down to the minors and then recall him and somebody were to pick him up on re-entry waivers, we would be on the hook for whatever half of his contract. Where would you put him? Where would I put him right now? Bottom six? No. I would start him off with Hall. Just to try to get him going? Just to see if you got it. You got it? You got it. Like. Kind of, and I keep bringing this fucking guy up, but kind of like we did with Damian Bruner when he came like, all right, you have a high skill. We're going to put you on our top line at the time with, I don't even remember who was. Van Pruitt. Yeah. And let's see if you can hang. <clears throat> because best case scenario, you're putting him in a position to succeed where his trade value goes up. Goes yeah. up and now we can trade him to a cup contender if need be. Mm-hmm. You're big fish when bye-bye. Big shark. I, I, I don't I don't eight years eleven eleven that's, and a half. That's a horrible deal. That is that, oh, oh we can which one's worse? We can talk about the Kevin Haynes Haynes deal in a little bit. No but, no the Carlson one's a horrible deal. I mean if you look at what San Jose is going through right now, oof, they already they, traded one of the defensemen just to make room for. Him. Yeah I think they said that they have forty percent of their cap is tied up in like five players. That's rough. That's really it's, rough. Couture, Burns, now Carlson, Carlson, Evander Kane, and they still have to sign a couple of their RFAs. Good luck, Chicago, West Coast. And all that talk about Carlson wanting to go back to Canada, wanting to go to Toronto. Well, did you read about Tampa? About him saying he wanted to go back to Ottawa. What did he say? I didn't read it. And the awesome Eugene Melnick, basically, like, Carlson said, like, all right, this is what they're off. This is what San Jose is offering me. Eleven, you know, times eight. Can you do eleven times seven or six mm-hmm. or whatever? And Eugene Melnick's like, I don't even want to pay you eleven million dollars total. <laughs> wow. So that's where he was like, all right, fine. How how did it deteriorate that much? Like what? Maybe they just want to move on. Maybe it's... Uh, he was just stonewalling them to, to just shoo them away. Yeah. Go, maybe it was just, like, as much as I don't want to believe it, maybe Eric Carlson was a problem in that locker room. Maybe. And he just said, I'd rather <laughs> be done with you. Well, good luck for the next eight years, possibly, or half that, what or what have you, in uh, San Jose, my friend, when you go through at least two more coaches, because I'm sure as this team goes on the decline, DeBoer's going to go, and... Somebody else is going to come in. Yeah. Good for you. Hope you get healed up. Good luck with the Sharks. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they'll be able to get at least another year in with, uh, what's his name out there? Joe. So, yeah, with Joe Thornton. Well, he said he wants to play another five to ten years, he said. Five to ten? I heard two or three. He said two or three in the NHL, and then another, he said he wants to go back and play in Switzerland. Oof. What have you. Hopefully you get another a, a good cup run, and, and we could be the end of that. The New York Rangers traded for Jacob Truba. The Rangers sent Neil Ponick, who is a decent, you know, 3-4 defenseman, 
uh, the 20th overall pick in this year's draft, which was Winnipeg's. Yes. So essentially, the Rangers traded for Jacob Truba and Neil Ponick. For Neil Ponick and Kevin Hayes. Yeah. And this one hurt. It, it, it did hurt. But we didn't have a, a second first round pick. Well, the story I heard and read was that Truba basically said, I'm only going to like two or three teams. Now, the reason he said it is his girlfriend is going to med school. And he doesn't want to constantly keep moving Mm -hmm. her around and ruining her career. He wants her to have a very Me Too movement guy. Uh, He wants her to have a contract, you know, her life. And for those that are outside of this metropolitan area, what's the best place to go to school with to be in the medical field? New York City. It's but again, there are New Jersey's not that far. You know, it's a little bit of a commute. My brother went to med school here in New Jersey. You know, there is one literally in the same town as the Devils. I'm sure that Ray could pick up the phone to UMDNJ and be like, hey, there's this girl. Can you just. Yeah, accept her in, please, now. Now, 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 now. This one did hurt. This. Well, maybe there's a silver lining in the fact that the Rangers are now shopping Kevin Shattenkirk, who we wanted. Yeah, but, you know, and they're also talking about if nobody wants him via trade, that they're willing to waive him. The moment that news leaks out, how many teams are there in the NHL? 32, right? 30. Well, it'd be 30 if the Rangers aren't going to. Well, you never know. There's 29 other teams going. They're picking up their phone and going, oh, you waive him? Okay, I just put the phone down and I'll wait. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I'm trying to think who is – if they were to waive him this weekend and the waiver usually goes by from, like, worst place team to the best. We still have a good shot at him? Yeah, but I'm sure other teams would take a look. I mean, I don't think who – was, who, who was worse than us this year? Ottawa? Yeah, Ottawa. Ottawa would Ottawa. take a swing at him. Mm. Ottawa would get him too, right? Right. So. L.A., I don't think L.A. would take would go for him. And then us. So we'd lose that to Ottawa. In, in, in Probably. All. Yeah. Would you, would, okay. Would like, I? Last year we were so, or some of us were so gung-ho on, oh, my God, we want Shattenkirk, and then he went to the Rangers. And then apparently his career just fell apart, like every other free agent. So, Truba, good luck. Um, would you? On a would show, I on a, on sign a him or trade for him? Uh, ooh. I mean, like, I don't, would, I don't, would I, I pick him up on waivers? I do not want to trade with the Rangers anymore. I'm done. No. I'm done. I'll pick him up on waivers if we can. If um, we could pick him up on waivers, yes, I would take him. For? If, if we had to trade for him? No. No. How about a three-team deal so that the Rangers trade him to somewhere else and then we trade with them to get Chad Kirk? I'd be okay with that. Uh, yeah, I don't. you don't really see that too much anymore, though. For how long? Two? Maybe three years? Well, he signed. What? So if he went on waivers, it's not like his contract goes away. Oh, it's, it's just you pick up his contract for another three years, four years. I don't know. Again, that's wait, another wait, one wait. where I pick up the phone and I ask <clears throat> Taylor Hall. Would you? Would you? Would, and say, would you it, stay? is this something that you would want? You know, this kind of defenseman on our team. 
if you get Kevin Shattenkirk, then you make the trade. Then you have to trade. Or do you keep Will Butcher to kind of Shattenkirk to mentor him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, as we said, the Sharks had to cut some salary after signing Eric Carlson for $11 million. So, Justin Braun, who's a good defenseman, um, was traded to the Philadelphia Flyers for their 2019 second-round pick, which is the 41st overall, and a third-round pick in next year's draft. I'll tell you what, the it looks like the Flyers are going back to their 2000s of having big defensemen who don't score where they just traded for Matt uh, Niskanen. Mm -hmm. Good defenseman, solid defensive defenseman. Maybe Justin Braun, pretty much the same thing. Maybe their plan is to take all of their young defensemen that they have, Samuel Moran, Gothispair. Well, Gothispair is apparently on the list too. And Provorov, and pair them up with a big, strong defensive defenseman. Mm -hmm. It's not the worst idea. So... Speaking of bad ideas, though, the <laughs> Flyers have signed oh, Kevin Hayes to a seven-year, seven fifty million dollars. It comes out to seven point one four. But I think like the first couple of years is a no movement, so you have a couple of years. Oh no, you know what? Does this clears him from being um, picked up on uh, for expansion? Right? I think I think that I read that. Well, that he probably has a, a what's it called? A no movement. A no movement until just after. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, not bad news for the New Jersey Devils. Here's why. How many points did Kevin Hayes have? I want to say he had like maybe at best 60. Sure. $7 million for him sucks. But Nico's a UF is going to be an RFA this time next year Mm -hmm. who very comparatively Point wise, is the same as Kevin Hayes. You will take if I'm Ray, I turn around and offer him this contract and say, 7.14, here you go. And seven years, six years from now, when we look back and Nico is 28 years old and we're going, man, we're only paying this guy $7.4 million, it's going to be a steal for us. So thank you, Philly, for being stupid. It helps us. Mm hmm. Uh, next year, Montreal gets the draft. That's great. We'll hear about how they're going to draft uh, some French-Canadian who uh, maybe uh, then never pans out. I'm, look, I'm talking about you, Louis LeBlanc. Um, and apparently uh, Amanda Stein on Twitter goes, welcome to Nobody's Gonna Have a Liver 2020. Oh, yeah, everyone's <laughs> going to be hammered up there. And with the first pick in the draft, a Montreal well, Canadian. Uh, well, I want to thank Molson for... <laughs> Making a Wolf. delicious beer Wolf. and uh, Tampa Bay, yeah, you won a cup. Good for you. <laughs> That's also what we're gonna do on next week's show when what? we talk predictions. We're, we're gonna go. No, we're gonna look back at the predictions we made. Dude, I'm not showing up next week. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I said St. Louis on paper is Did a Stanley you? Cup contender. Yeah. Oh, look at you! I didn't pick them to win the cup. <clears throat> we can get into it right after this, but I have a question concerning the. Um, the award ceremony, just in general. So, P.K. Subban praises the Devils. Now everybody thinks he's coming. He didn't praise the current Devils. He praised the Devils of the 90s and the 2000s, where they were a solid defensive core of a team, da 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 And everyone's like, oh, he wants to come to the Devils now. 
No. <laughs> That's like me talking about I love the Godfather movies. They're great. I don't want to be in the mob. I'm just saying that the movies were good back then. <laughs> Look, you want to make a story, you can make a story. Fine. Would I take them? No. At the, well, okay. Look, I would take them just to look at Lindsay Vaughn and fucking Devil Games all the time. What, in her box? I mean, in their box? <laughs> her, no, her box. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, look. Uh, the defensive people whom you can look at on cap-strap teams versus any of this stuff is now dwindling, right? The, the, the um, Trubo was probably one on his list, and as soon as that happened, he probably took out, Shiro took out his 45, just pop the whiteboard <laughs> a nice little hole in the whiteboard now okay so there goes true off the board yeah there's like, probably there's probably like a coffee i picture a coffee cup being thrown no no jelly jar Fuck. yep exactly <laughs> that's a, and probably a little bit more considering the the recent interview he fucking did yeah. gentleman's agreement fuck that i was like whoa i even tweeted with newski about that he goes how does it feel that you interviewed him and he swore at you he's like he's he's at my level i like that <laughs> that's what i would want like he's can you can you imagine 20 years of don't worry about my cap. We're uh, gonna status standards, quo. Status quo. To fuck that shit. <laughs> you, Ray Shiro must be a fucking blast at parties, man. Oh, I'm sure he's not a guy that's just drinking fucking seltzer water and fucking him and EC3 with a with a red solo cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but like I said. The, the amount of defensemen with whom you can make a big splash with this offseason, and I understand the, there's, a, there's a pipeline coming, okay? But if you're that high in a pipeline, but you can get a P.K. Subban, okay, and you can use a little bit of your pipeline for other additions, right? Look, I, I'm, I'm on the boat right now of this offseason. I want a stud winger. I want a stud defenseman, and I want to mesh it all together, and I want to and I want to go look at Taylor Hall and go, we did this for you. Right, and then he leaves, Sign. and then we're stuck. Then we're fucking stuck. So He'd leave because we get P.K. Subban. No, you're a star fucker. That, you are a star fucker. In the sense that every... What, big fish? Big fish that comes out, you're like, I want that. I want Eric Carlson. Like, you have to think long term. First of all, P.K. is what, 32? Is he 32? I thought 30? it was like he just nipped 30. We can look it up. But he's in his 30s. All right, he's in his 30s, okay? How, how long Every team he's ever been on, oh, he dumped. wears out his welcome. Oh, he dumped, right? Yeah. Okay. How long is he with the Preds? Three, Three years? Three years? Two years, maybe? And with the Canadians? And the Canadians, he was there three or four years. He wears out his welcome, and... I don't, with our young defensemen coming up, whether it be, I mean, we'd probably have to give up Severson. I don't want his influence. And I'm not saying because he's black, although Keenan Thompson did make a fucking great joke to start the award ceremony. He goes, my name is Keenan Thompson. I am not part of the Subban family. (laughs) (laughs) Did they pant to Subban and he he, he was laughing. Did he chuckle a little? Yeah. Um, But. Yes, he's got talent, but he's high risk, high reward, and I don't. I mean, I again, not to be to throw you know race into this. Would it be awesome marketing for for Newark? Yes, yeah, and all that. Okay, I get it, but would he go into the inner cities of Newark and help? Probably. All right, but it's 
I don't think he's doing it to help the team. I think he's doing it. To help I think his I, own brand. Right. And I don't, I don't want that. I, my, it's a brotherhood. And, uh, I get, hit the I, bell. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing that one. <laughs> I, I just, this offseason is, it's, honest to God, this offseason is like a make or break for me if I want to be a season ticket holder going forward. Like, it really is. Like, I, I don't, I get rebuilds. I, there's all this fucking hype about this team and their future. Good for hype. Not that I, I, you know, do I want to go to the playoffs for another 14 out of 20 years? Absolutely. Do I want to win another fucking three cups? Sure. Is it going to happen? Probably not. I'd like to have witnessed at least one. I just want this team, this organization, to be a destination for teams when when needed to go, look at this. You can have the bright lights in New York and you see how much they suck. And it's not because I hate the Rangers. It's. You're going to glitz, glamour, money, blah, blah, blah. Look what happened. They traded for Truba, and their big trade, their big acquisition last year, Shattenkirk, boom, right on the list. It's, see, we're a tough destination, and I read this somewhere. We're a tough destination, and always have been, even when we were good. Because of New York? A, because of New York, we're always going to be a New York shadow, literally and figuratively, okay? And on top of that, the taxes in this state, and not to get political, are fucking hell. Mm, it's true. Yeah, you go to places like a, like a Texas and a Florida or whatever. Where your money, your dollar stretches. Your dollar don't stretch too much in here. I just... Speaking of dollars, someone that's rejecting dollars. <laughs> when I read this earlier today, yesterday, literally what I put here in, in the thing, all right, Leafs gave Marner eight years or whatever. Offered Mar- him. Yeah, and Marner was like, "No, I want shorter." I don't understand why, but the moment he like he wants like five years as opposed to eight, and probably what the same wants, amount of money. He wants the same contract as Austin Matthews. Okay, the moment I said he rejected eight years, dude, offer sheet that motherfucker, give uh, him seven now, I, like d- d- pay a fine, do it now. I agree <laughs> to an extent. I don't. If you go over $9.5 million, are you willing to get rid of four first-round picks? You have Mitch Marner. Okay, but are you willing to get past four first-round picks? And now, remember, you give him over 9.5. You got to give Hall you 9.6. You got to give Hall $10 million, and then you're adding seven another $7 million for Nico. And Paul Mary's making $5 million, and, you know... Corey's making over $5 million and Severson's making. So now you start to see we're not in the basement of salary cap room anymore. We're scratching at the top in problem land. But, okay, so offer sheet-wise, we can't offer him eight years, right? we got to do seven. No, right? and the annual AAV is one year less than the years you the year you offer. So, so if you, you give him seven, you're only doing it for six? That's what the AAV comes out to. So you offer him, hypothetically, you offer him $30 million for six years. Well, guess what? You're not getting a $5 million cap hit. You're getting a $6 million cap hit. Millions and million. I get what your point is, though. I, I just... I, I I agree. I I would love to would, offer sheet him. Would okay, giving up four first round picks? No. I go right to the limit. I go right to the limit. If it's nine point five million dollars and anything nine. over that, 
you're going nine point four. I'm going nine point four nine 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 nine. I and I understand that, and I yeah, I would agree to that. But he, it's it's like a another. I, I, you know, I keep saying it. It's like a perfect storm of like you know Montreal can't do it. Toronto. Now you're. I'm sorry, but Toronto can't do it. Marner doesn't want to do it. It's right there. Would he be willing to take that two million dollars less? And again, and my my looking at it is it is it Toronto dollars? Is it me dollars? I I tend to think it's Toronto dollars because hey, this guy got tons of money. Hey, that right. guy got tons of money. I'm next in line for your tons of money. Again, they I, would I, have to offer him doing my calculations on mm-hmm. my phone. So it basically would come out to $57 million, $57.6 million over six years at 9.5. So divide that by five years, his cap hit would still be 11.5. So we, we would have to give them four first-round picks. If, if, if the conversation of who you take on, the, on this first pick tomorrow night is do you want a make your team better versus makes your first second line better? Mitch Marner makes your team better. Yeah. Jack Hughes makes your team better. Yeah. Those first four round first potentially your next four years of first round picks are not going to be top of the draft. Right, you're hoping. Okay. In theory you're hoping. I mean look, it, let's let's split it down the middle. Let's just say two of those years it's low, two of those years it's uh, right? Could you could you give that up? I don't know. It's again like it. We never it, be GMs it, ever. No, I, I mean I definitely could, but I I would I would sit down with Hall and be like, if we do this, if you say yes, I'm hitting send on this fax machine. Right. If we do this, I'm doing this not just to make our team better, but I'm doing this for you. At, 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 and if at, you're gonna leave us, I'm not doing it. Or you're doing it, and you're. I'm and like, I'm, I'm doing it without you. And I'm, I'll, I'm getting Marner tomorrow, and, the and day moving after, on without you. Yeah, because I need to make up for those four first round picks I just fucking gave up. It's it's a fucking chain reaction of shit. He really is. He, I mean, he's he's really holding the raised balls right now. And as much as you hear from stuff that he's done recently and in, in podcast interviews and all that kind of stuff it ray is, is toting that bit line of business going yes it's a business we understand that we're not rushing it but in the back of his mind he's probably sitting there going ownership give need, me a fucking answer ownership needs yeah you need to have plan a and plan b and ownership needs to say okay to both of them what's your contingency this is my contingency who would take taylor hall Anybody would take him. I just want two first-round picks. If we're going to get Marner and... Would you go Hall for just two first-round picks and that's it? No. Oh, yeah. No. Last week we said give me a defenseman too. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. So we go from that to... P.K. Subban's uh, 30 years old. Okay. Um, 34 and he's out. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Jesse Pugliarvi asked to be traded from Edmonton. Yeah, he said either trade me or I'm going to Europe to play. I mean, and Edmonton said, we'll do our, like, Edmonton is on the side of saying, okay, I want to trade you. We have to find something. Right. And all across the double boards, they're talking about, oh, my God, we should go and get them. Why? It's a great deal and and whatnot. I don't think so. Why? I don't want another 
Was Pooley Arvey there when Hall was there? No. Right after, right? Pooley Arvey was drafted. Well, that was only like, what, like two or three years ago, right? Right after Mick David. <laughs> so like, he wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I... <clears throat> I would think, and I think we talked about this before we hit record, um, Pooley Arvey and Larson, I would do it because we had a defensive back. And I know you're, 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 Flack from that is all right. Well, who who are we stunting growth on? And, right, and, and all that kind of stuff. Who who are we putting up a roadblock? So you get Pulley Arvey. Where's he playing? You know, like, are you going to put him on the third line? If you were going to trade Pulley Arvey for Miles Wood or, you know, and a, a draft pick or something, cool. I'm all right with that. But if you're going to take Pulley Arvey for Wood and Larson for Severson, no, I'm good. Like, it, again, it all falls down to what's Ray's plan A. Is it sign hall an option sheet and offer sheet somebody? Yeah. I don't know. And our last Toronto news. Apparently, I think it was Drager that mentioned it, that the Leafs are basically bracing for fucking hurricanes to come through. They're telling teams that they're willing to listen for Kapanen and Kadri. <clears throat> they would need a defenseman back in a, a Kapanen trade and a center back for Kadri. Of course, Devil's Twitter is blowing up, saying, "Oh, sure, send uh, send no. uh, send send Santini and uh, one of us all send Santini and yeah. um, Pavel Zaka for oh, yeah, Kapanen is... and Kadri." Because it's video game trading. <clears throat> uh, strong sense that also Connor Brown could be up in Toronto as well. I, I'm I'm guessing this is this all probably stems from the whole of Toronto needing to breathe from cap space and wanting to try to fit Marner and and everybody in the NHL probably laughing because Toronto's stuck in this position. Somebody will do it though. Mm. Somebody will will definitely help them out, like fucking Winnipeg helping out the Rangers by giving them Truba. You know, like there's always the team willing to help out, and it's always the crappy teams like Ottawa. It's like right. it's like the wide yep. open country. He goes, hey, come on up here, make yourself Ottawa, a star here. Arizona, whoever, Always whoever goes to, to Houston, help. yeah, to Houston. Even though there's no team there, who just sit there with his cowboy hat and hockey yeah. stick. Wee haul. My name's Nazem Kadri, and I'm just here to play some hockey. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a spit tune here in this penalty box. Because I'll be in here a lot. Hey, hey, ref, check your phone. You missed a few calls. <laughs> I love Don't worry about me in the playoffs. I usually get suspended. <laughs> Boy, your Nazim Kadri cowboy impression is hey, he doesn't goddamn... doesn't too Canadian. No, he's <laughs> fucking better than Batman. Oh, that guy on the fucking award show. Can we talk about the award show? No, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, can, I, can we just... Can you fix it? It's, it, I'll tell you what. Can, can it was enter, it was more entertaining and not as cringeworthy. How how can fucking Barube not win Coach of the Year? Because they vote on it before the playoffs. Come on, yeah. still they made the playoffs. They were in last place. Come they, on, look, they, I have nothing against uh, Trotz. Trotz. Nothing, yeah. nothing against him. I appreciate what he did with the Islanders. He really fucking picked their asses up. But come on, anyway. They should have, and we'll talk about it next week, they should have the award ceremony, I mean the voting for it, after the playoffs. Yeah. Extend it a little bit. That's it. Just, okay. Anyway. For certain. Not for all of them. No. 
for coach of the year, GM of the year. Like you, those are the ones that you can do. You after the playoffs. You know, game eighty-two. Most of your players. Okay. There are some that you need. I mean, look, Barube. I'm sure was a part of it. Game eighty-two, right? For what they were going to vote on. So, whatever. Anyway, we'll like I said next week. Off a of hockey, take our skates off, dry them off a little bit, hop into the ring for a little what? Wrestling talk. No fucking chance in hell that any of this is going to work. But we like talking about it, so we're going to talk about it. <clears throat> well, first of all, the new pay per view, Stomping Ground. <sighs> okay, uh, is. <laughs> scrambling to fucking sell tickets what it, and this this is going to bother me till no end and i get why but it's there is absolutely zero need zero fucking need for 12 pay-per-views a year no, you do not need one every month you don't you know you don't need 24 of them because if some of them are smacked you don't need what is what did stomping grounds take place of i don't even know stomping grounds would have been a great one in the 90s yes did you see the logo yeah it would have been stomping ground brought to you by lugs the sneak remember they that can, were, yeah. were timberland I, I would Timber. lugs. lugs are good lugs are comfortable i had me a pair of few mean streets here yeah <laughs> <laughs> way to go pete guess but yeah, yeah. they tried to create a card that would draw fans and it's going to go into what we're going to talk about today on how you could fix WWE if money and ego and time and whatnot yes. wasn't really an issue. But they no. were literally changing this card Monday and Tuesday on live TV. So you have... Now, now when I put this in here, I think it was before Raw, so I don't know how so much it, of this... It might have changed. Yeah. Oh. All right, so you have... Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin needs a fucking push um, with a special guest referee that has not been, you know, determined yet. Ooh, because that's going to hold on because that's going to fucking buy you in, buy me in because I'm going to stick around till 1030 to see, oh, man, who's the special guest referee going to be? Comment one, Baron Corbin has the continual push. He's a good heel. Don't get me wrong, but he shouldn't be getting a fucking title shot. Sorry. Special guest referee? I, I'll slap a $100 bill on the table right now. Um, Who's it going to be? I don't know. Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I don't know. With a, with a green briefcase? Yeah, I don't think so. Unless the storyline somehow is going to swerve so that Vince McMahon is the special guest referee and he screws over Seth Rollins to take Baron Corbin on. I think it's going to be Shane McMahon. <laughs> It's going to be a special guest referee. What about EC3? Maybe he'll no. wake up by the time no. that happens? No? And then you have a steel cage match, championship steel cage, Kofi and Dolph Ziggler. That is where Brock Lesnar cashes in. He's get Okay. You better not squash Kofi because you, you can't. You shouldn't. Either It doesn't matter if they – either way – even if you give Dolph the belt, I mean, I know he's been, he was a champion briefly once, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're killing Dolph. Then Sitters. you're killing his momentum, which doesn't make sense because he just showed up like last month and got a fucking title match. Is, is and it didn't it, work his way into any storyline? Is it is it the blue steel cage? I hope so. Because I'd buy into that if it was the blue steel but cage. That'll be the match. That'll be the match of the night. Probably, yeah. Because Kofi can do the stunts, the high spots, 
And so could Dolph. Uh, then you have the women's title, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I think Lacey Evans wins that one. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Really? Cares? Yes. Why? Because she can't wrestle. She can't wrestle, but it gives you momentum for Becky Lynch to win the belt back. She doesn't need the belt to be popular. Okay. It's better to have the fan favorite chase for the belt than have okay. it I get for that. a long I get period that. of time. And this is one of those like who gives a shit pay-per-views kind of thing. So exactly. if she loses it, it's all right. Um, SmackDown, or again, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, nobody really gives a shit. Uh, SmackDown title, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. It's probably going to be Bailey. Uh, the other match that might steal the show, U.S. title match, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, which just came out of randomly on Monday night. Boy, Ricochet just shot up the thing. And you, and if he loses, right? He you, you... ricocheted to the top. <laughs> um, I'm going to move this closer <laughs> here. Use Joe that. will win that match, but Ricochet will have his spots. Oh, absolutely. But if you think about it, right, Ricochet's you're you're catapulting up to this here's our championship match thing. If he doesn't win, what the hell? But it, you know what? They're doing it organically. They're not like he was on two oh five, he was in a tag team. You know, they're almost doing the Shawn Michael model that he was in a tag team. Now he's going for the lowest belt that we have, other mm-hmm. than that stupid 24-7 belt. He's working his way up. Up, and that's the way it should be. Then you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Xavier Woods and Big E. The only, way, the only reason why I appreciate this is, one, because they're actually having Xavier Woods wrestle. Yeah. I watched, I think a couple podcasts ago, I mentioned that I watched Xavier Woods as Consequences Read in, in TNA. Him have a great fucking match for for a title. I forget against who. He's a good wrestler. He's not a trombone tooting moron. He's a better wrestler than Big E, and Big E's an okay wrestler for a guy that big. Yeah. For Mark Henry Light, but I would I would watch this match just because of Kevin Owens and Xavier Woods. It you know what you have a tag team good. Just show more tag team stuff. That, yep. that, that's what I can appreciate. Then you have another tag team title match. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. That match was just literally added on Tuesday. And you would think, I believe this pay-per-view is in Washington. Isn't that fucking Daniel Bryan's home? Yeah, but how far has Daniel Bryan fallen? I like that he's Still A, a heel, picture. and B, he's in a title picture that gives the tag title a little shine. And Eric Rollins, he's not a singles wrestler anyway. No. He's not. always a tag team guy. So, All right, so today we're going to talk about if you could fix how I would fix. And I don't know if you agree. By all means, if you disagree with us, let me know on Twitter. On, on Twitter at HSSKPod. Um, but if we could theoretically blow it up and start it from scratch, what would you do? So I outlined a 10-point plan like I'm in a fucking business here. It was your suit and tie. Yeah, seriously. Um, Where these are the things that I think the WWE needs to do to shake things up. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that if I was sitting on this couch next to Triple H, he would probably say, no, we can't. This is why we can't do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure I've nailed a bunch of spots. 
okay, where I would be able to answer back. So my first point is you got to lose wrestlers. Caught them. You, you have to let them go because there's just way too many guys, way too many. There's not enough t- TV time. There's not enough match time. There's not enough storylines. And people today, their attention is not there. Your perfect example is that you haven't seen Nakamura, nor have you seen who? Rusev. In the last at least two weeks. Right. And, like, they're good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They have good angles. And they're not on. They're not on TV. But meanwhile, I've got to see EC3 get knocked out and somebody chasing fucking R-Truth around and, and whatnot. Like, there's too many talented guys that are sitting at home or sitting backstage or wrestling meaningless matches. Can you imagine if the 24-7 title actually invaded the 205 Live <laughs> broadcast? Great. That's what I want to see. Brian Kendrick fucking <laughs> running around with his long mullet. Um, but, yeah, there's just too many guys. And I talk later on about exactly how many roster spots you need for a two- to three-hour show mm-hmm. with storylines and promos and backstage segments and whatnot. My second one, which I wrote this, by the way, easily, what, a month and a half ago, before almost in the middle of the playoffs? Yep. And this was before... Dean Ambrose, Johnny Moxley saying, you know, what he said, yeah, what he said. And I wrote, you have to let Vince go. Put him out the pasture, bring in new writers with new ideas. I don't really blame the writers entirely that we currently have, but bring in a couple of people, let them throw their ideas around, see what happens. Like fresh meat. Right. And just see if Vince is always going to be there to shoot shit down then we're never going to get away from the predictable, oh, I bet Brock Lesnar is going to be the referee in you know, the mm-hmm. match kind of thing. Um, use real-life storylines. Have Vince you know, as the failing man-in-charge storyline like we talked about. Have Becky and Seth are openly dating now. It's known. They showed them kissing on Monday night. You know, Use that as a storyline. Uh that Andrea and Charlotte, the Spanish the guy, uh-huh. they're dating. The Molina chick, that's his manager, and and uh, Alster Black, they're dating. Like, bring that together. Kevin, have Kevin Owens come out and just be like, "I'm upset with management," you know, because I'm being left oh, out. <laughs> who who do I need to date on the women's roster to get a push around here? <laughs> right. Maybe I should sleep with the boss's daughter. Kind of thing. Kevin Owens would be the perfect person to get that because you'd expect Kevin Owens, his and, character, to say that. And even though he's a heel, the fans would go fucking berserk, just like they did with Becky. I'm the fucking man. I'm the fucking man. Okay. And then now you know, she's it, now she's fucking the man. Yeah, now she is fucking the man. <laughs> they both do it with their belts on. Um, but like if you're gonna have these part-time guys, yeah, like Goldberg and Taker and all that stuff, you know. If he's going to stick around, have the, some NXT guy make fun of him. Like, this guy's getting a pay-per-view match. He can't even fucking pick up somebody. He, he's botching. Like, use the real things. Do you honestly think that The Undertaker would no, like, kind not. of allow that to... Not to... The Undertaker, but fuck Goldberg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, if you have this, the, the storyline is handled correctly, 
and you don't bring in the big time part timer guys, mm-hmm. you're booting your rate to boost the ratings. You don't need it. You don't need. You just need to have a storyline where I'm going to turn in to on Monday or Tuesday or on a Sunday to watch the pay per view and go, how does this storyline end? Because that's what pay per views are, in my opinion. Pay per views are the culmination of this storyline. Or, or the continuation, or, or or it's yeah, it's one of those where like you know like your your <clears throat> your uh, you know your storylines are like dying and they're slowing down, so you hit this pay per view and it kicks it off a little bit further and it gives it life. Right, it's not just a random Saudi Arabia like let's just throw these guys together and let's just throw these guys on stomping ground because they have titles together. You know, it's bullshit. Now, this is a a radical theme that I I think I've mentioned once or twice before. Have a, a standing system. Every sport has standings. Every sport. And what? I think the, the WWE.com even has like a standings like gimmick or something like that on there. Well, make it. Look, we all know wrestling's predetermined. We yep. know, you know, this guy knows he's going to do this and win. Okay. But if you can go on WWE.com, see a standings. Who's in last place? Who's in first place? Who's, you know, going to fight for the title? You do four divisions. The heavyweight division, the intercontinental, the women, and the tag. And you, you, you know, if you continue to lose and lose and lose, you go down to NXT, and now you get the, an NXT call-up to take his spot. And you organically, I use that word way too much, but you are now getting, you know, people working through the ranks. You're, you're creating feuds. You can challenge the person above you. It, you you bring that whole idea of the video game portion of it. Like, yeah. like, we're fans. We're not wrestlers, so we buy the game so we can simulate what we think are good storylines. You can bring that in. It's entertainment, is it not? Yeah, and, you know, you're giving people a shot. Like, you know... There should be, there should be absolutely no reason that EC3 is playing a, um, a, a jobber, essentially. Right. At all. And, you know, if you give him a, ch- a challenge and a feud, if after a month or so... Or two months, you can see, like... Is it working Dude, it's, it's just not working for you. Did you, you have them lose a couple, and they go you, back to NXT. Yeah. Or you bump them down to, like, that mid-card uh, ladder or whatever you have. Yeah. And let them build up a fan base, because peop- most people who watch NXT also watch... Yeah, the main product. The main product. So, you know, and you can see, like, make it a point system. Like, oh, man, he needs to win this if he wants to move into the heavyweight division. All right? Ego has to be in check. I, I don't think it's as bad in WWE, but not everybody can be the champion. Not everyone's built. Like, cool, Titus O'Neil, you do a lot of charity work, you're never going to be the fucking champion. Ever. Be happy with being the 24-7 title dude. Almost like knowing your role. kind of yeah. thing. Like, there were jobbers, there were mid-carders, there were heavyweight champions, and then there were the guys that, you know, it's it's Tito Santana versus some local yokel at, you know, here in, here in Jersey. Yeah, you're, you're the you're the yokel local, and then that that's your bit. Do do a great match. Give it your give it two hundred percent. That's all you're getting. That, that that's your role. Play it. Yeah, and if the crowd starts to get hot, you know, for you, then you work your way up the standings. I'm sorry. Who is the guy who patted himself on the back? I I, I forget that guy's name. Um, damn it, you, it's not on the tip of your tongue. Iron Mike Sharp. No. Oh, this guy? Yeah, the guy who tapped... Uh, what the fuck is his name? What? Yeah, exactly. That guy. 
He won a fucking title. Yeah. Fucking Brooklyn Brawler. Barely, like, you know, for like a hot minute, won a belt. Look at those guys and go, I want to be that guy. I want to build up my 20-year job or career to get that shining moment right there. Yeah. And then by doing like the point system and the ego system where, you know, you, your ego's got to be in charge, you're going to keep those part-timers away. Like, I know it's fake. I know Goldberg has creative control. But you turn around and if you're Vince and you go, all right, Goldberg wants to come back for a run. No. You turn around and go, well, then he's got to do it this way. Because this is the way everybody's doing it. He's got to work his way through, almost like the streak again, to get himself into that position. He's got to beat everybody above him, which means he's got to wrestle... Barry Horowitz. Every week. Barry Horowitz, yeah. He's got to wrestle every week, Goldberg. And you want to do that. And if you're not going to do that, all right. And that's what squeezes the part-timers out. Exactly. Um, this was a big one, and, and JR even said this. You got to stop with this is my number five. You got to stop with the scripted promos. Yeah, they even said with AEW, they're trying to be more au naturel, where they're going to say it's sink or swim. Give give you bullet points, run with it. Yeah, because in order for you to grow as a character to be better on the mic, you can't be a robot. You can't. I'm not saying don't give them like you said bullet points and let them, you know, put it together themselves naturally before they get into the ring mm-hmm. or even on the fly because there are some people, but. Yelling, reading a script like, I don't like you. I'm going to see you on Sunday at Stomping Ground. Oh, really? Yeah, and you're going to eat this fist. Like, it's like, oh, my God. It's like watching a Lifetime movie sometimes. Um, (laughs) But it feels fake. What I said is have wrestlers do press conferences backstage. Granted, it'll be fucking the WWE reporters, but you can have the writers pretend to be reporters and be like, you know, think about how many YouTube clips you, you can get out. by just having like, so Seth, you just won this match, you know, big match. You don't even have to do it then. You can do it way after the match or do it before. What do you think is going to, you know, your next step is, and you just have content where you could take voice, you know, you could have clips. Mm-hmm. And use it in the future. The future. You're also thinking outside the box. And you're bringing your whole entertainment piece value together to provide content and product. Because you do have a a product, WWE.com, not a plug, to have all your old stuff on. You can even start referencing, hey, you remember when Sting beat the hell out of Ric Flair? Well, that's what I'm going to do to you. Sting beat the hell out of Ric Flair. Holy shit, hold on a second. Boom. Go to the website, look it up. Yeah. And now you're creating more traffic. And then on top of that, if if you have somebody who's not good on the mic, mm-hmm. the birth, the rebirth, like a phoenix through the ashes of, of managers. Oh. So what? <laughs> <laughs> the you, master of style. So what? You love saying that word, don't you? <laughs> but where's the manager gone? There's the 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 Andre guy's got a girl manager. You've yeah. got you had Lana. Paul Heyman. You had Lana for a little bit. You had Lana. Just, you had until she went up a little bit, but yeah. Where's the Mr. Fuji's? Where's the Captain Lou Albano's? Where's where's the Bobby you the Brain? Lilo Rush. Yeah, where Lilo's rushing to the yeah. unemployment line. Uh, make the mid. My number six is make the mid carters matter again. You know, having mid carters work up the rank 
for their title, whether it's the IC or the US or the heavyweight title or whatever, it creates drama and feud. Like we were talking about a guy like Ricochet working his way up. Mm-hmm. You Ricocheting know? his way. He's <laughs> working his way through the US title and everybody that's in that division conference mm-hmm. that or mid-card level, well, he's working his way. He's going to go through Samoa Joe. All right, maybe he doesn't win the next month. He's going to fight him again. Maybe he wins the title, and now he's got to go through who's another good mid-carter that he can go ricochet. and Alistair Black. Alistair Black, Finn Bailey. You know, the, these guys, Baylor. Like, these guys are the guys that they can put together a really, really good match. And it's working their way up. You know, like, all feuds should be either a month long or a long. the longest a feud should be is three months. Okay. I'll go with that. Because every three months, you have one of the major pay-per-views. So you end it at a major pay-per-view. So you start a feud right now, three months from now, SummerSlam is your major pay-per-view. Your big one, yeah. And then three months from SummerSlam is Survivor Series. Three months from Survivor Series is the Royal Rumble. Three months from there is WrestleMania. So you're always going to be building it up to a certain thing. And it, you know, it's a better option than stupid fucking 24-7 built. I think anything is. 205 Live is better than a a 24-7 built. My seventh thing is longer feuds. No feud now is long, you know, is long. And it's almost like it's short-term memory. Like you fucking forget about it as soon as it happens. You could start off at the bottom of these standings where you have a young guy working his way up from NXT and he's feuding with the guy above him to move up and move up. You know, the, the and, ex- and you can organically, using your word, start like a Ricochet Alistair Black all the way at the bottom. And by the time you hit a WrestleMania, it goes, look where we are now. Right. Now we're going for top dog. Not Roman Reigns. And but- you, or, yeah, even still. You know, it's not, at least you're building feuds that make sense. You know, you have The Undertaker coming back for WrestleManias, fighting a guy. He shows up, what, the month before. Ooh. Oh, my God, look, it's The Undertaker. He shows up the month before. He wrestles the match, and then you don't see him again. It's, it's, there's nothing there. That's true. You're not, you're not, well, obviously WrestleMania now is having a WrestleMania moment. So, like, everything that you do outside of, like, your your championships, right, are all more of, like, star power. Yeah. I mean, you get it, but, yeah. You, 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 do, a, you do short feuds with the guys lower in the standings and longer feuds with the guys on the top. Mm-hmm. Okay? You, you, you can sit there on, on a Monday and a, and, a, and a Tuesday and just watch it. It's like watching TV shows for every hour. You know, you have your, your heavyweight storyline, you have a middle storyline, you have your jobber storyline, and they all don't, you know, swim in the same pool. You, you can sit there and you go, I'm ready for this, this, and this. And the next week you can look at your notes and go, okay, they're going this, this, and this. Right. You, you follow it all the way through. I, I, I would definitely go with that. I would probably start watching the WWE product if they did that. Where it was one of those, I'm going to tune in and I want to watch these individual storylines grow. Yeah. But they don't do it. Like, there, there is no more Austin, Mr. McMahon or... The the Rock feuding with the nation or mankind and Kane going for those long kind of feuds, you know, like an example, there's the, the pay-per-view this Sunday. You have Samoa Joe 
and Ricochet are fighting for the title. They made the match on Monday for this coming Sunday, two, day, two days from... You have six days to develop a feud. No, no trash talking. No, they yeah, wrestled one or two matches. Because what are you supposed to do? Put their uh, put the build up online on their Twitter accounts and, and on social media just to you know get it get a rise out right. of people. There's no reason for them to be fighting. That's what sucks. They're just flinging shit against the wall to see what sticks. Like we do with our podcast. Yeah. Mm. No, we're probably more, well more scripted than that. Um, allow some controversial storylines. You can probably push the line a little bit. I mean, I mean, I know that they're a publicly traded company and they have to answer to stockholders, but this takes the edge. You know, they, they, it takes the edge off their writing. The WWE is getting passed by other things in ratings now. You know, like Chrisley does best probably gets better ratings because it's reality TV or these PG-13 movies. They run, there's a fucking Harry Potter movie on pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee if you look at the ratings for Harry Potter, if it's going against, is way higher. Between 8 and 8.30, it's higher than Raw yep. on a Monday, yeah. And it's, and we talked about it before we went on the air, but like Nitro went downhill in the Monday Night Wars when they became a public company. When AOL and Time Warner bought mm-hmm. TNT, it became, it went downhill because Eric Bischoff had to answer to people, as we said, never step foot in a ring, never watch the, the product. And I that's agree. what's going through now. Mm, I agree. Uh, number nine, stop with the part-time wrestlers. You know, you think it's helping spike ratings or buy. But that's all it's doing, though, is it's spiking a ratings for X amount of time for three months. That's really, that's what, that's what you need. Yeah. Like, okay, then, then you know what? Start producing a, a show and then put stuff like that on, on sweeps week. Right. Or and stay at a wait for the rumble to bring these guys to in. Part, yeah, to fill out your roster spot. Well, now that they have three thousand people, you have enough for for thirty guys. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, and if you, again, I use my standings mm-hmm. angle. If you're not wrestling, you're moving down the standings. So again, Goldberg, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, you have to work your way up. And then it would give you time to say, hey, you know what? Undertaker wants to come back for WrestleMania. Show up a few months before it. Start working your way up and end it with that. Yeah. Or you build. You super build a guy by Brock Lesnar is whatever. The 10th. He's 10th in the standings. And he's got to wrestle the ninth Ricochet. And Ricochet wins. Upset. It's a huge upset. It's, you know. Build a storyline. Now you're building, you know, not the giant killer. Because I hate those fucking kind of storylines. And my number 10 thing is defend the titles every week. It doesn't have to be you have to Seth Rollins has to defend there or Kofi or title defense. There has to be a title defense and you have to change the title on TV. WCW did that and it was called a television title. It was defended every week. That champion was wrestling. I don't know whether it was defended for the title or not, but he wrestled. Obviously, television title. It would be a good idea. Change your twenty four seven to a television title. Right. And get rid of your stupid fucking chasing gimmick and just like like you do it. Give a ladder for your television group, whether it's your I, I your honestly Carter group. Your your twenty four seven is jobbers. Let's let's just be realistic about it. They're jobbers. Oh yeah, there's nobody there's nobody on there that's you're gonna give you're gonna give like a title to uh, Kurt Hawkins. Uh, you're gonna give the twenty four seven belt to, to a Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins is a jobber. Yep. He's he's the guy that gets squashed by Brock Lesnar because he's pissed off one week. That that's the reality of it. 
So give a television title, make it legit, and give it to your jobbers, and let yeah. them you know rule that that part. I wouldn't mind that because it gives. You have a guy like Kurt Hawkins who had a whole gimmick of losing every single time and, and all that kind of stuff. That's fine and dandy. He bought into his gimmick. He's a good company guy. Fine. But you know what? Give him a bonus going, you know what? You jobbed for this long. Or Mojo Rawlings or who's the other one? The woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Zack Ryder. Here you go. Here's your belt. Well, Zack Ryder kind of hit his, he hit his WrestleMania moment. He got a belt and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then so, he but, lost it the next day. But he still got it. But still, you know, saying, guess what? You you did this suck gimmick for so long. Congratulations. Here's your belt. Yep. Run with it. You if jobbed you, for so long. Here you go. If you can't run with it, we'll find somebody who can. Yeah. And it creates buzz. If you change, the, even if you change the, the heavyweight title or with the IC or the U.S. title, like if you change those, and I'm not saying go fucking Vince Russo, Nitro style, where every week somebody's the new heavyweight champion. I mean... But it, like, if Seth Rollins were to lose the belt, let's say this coming Monday, sure. And you're building towards the pay per view a month from now, which is who knows what the fuck it is. Uh, it's probably the hardcore one, right? Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. All right. So if he loses the belt on Monday, you have four weeks to put that belt back on him, so that your pay per view match doesn't change. He loses the belt week two. Week three, there's a rematch. He gets There's a DQ or whatever. Week three, he wins the belt back. Week four, it's a rematch for the title at the pay-per-view. I'm not saying do it all the time, but... you it, It's like that whole like spice thing. You have to shake it up a little bit. Pick it up. Shake it up. Um, God, all we are is like referencing like old fucking radio shows from the early 2000s and 90s. Um... I, look, you you run down your ten point list. You, you you're gonna have an hour long board meeting with this. I'm I'm okay with it. Let's get some writers on board with it to to you yeah. know fill out the holes. My next segment is where we lose. Oh really? Where I, 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 we I, would lose a little bit. I just bumped you up to no to, no but to I, drop. I would I would sell it in a different way. But go ahead. No, I mean you can sit there and say hey you know uh, uh, you're just a messenger man. Here's your message. You guys do the heavy lifting and stuff like that with my stuff. Let's rock. Yeah. And and then and then you do this to me. <laughs> well, my next yeah, my next segment is creating this roster. Ah. Okay, and it's got to be a team first roster, much like I think AEW is, where it's for the good of the company. You know, you're not going to have a Goldberg where I'm not doing some comedy shit. Okay. To get you over. It's I'm going to do what what's best and real world for business. All right. So what I would do, and this is where they might come after you, but I would turn around and give them a good idea. All right. What I mean by that is if you can create a roster, you'd have to have 15 guys that are your main event guys that could win the heavyweight title. So if you're putting it in divisions, this is your heavyweight division. Sure. Then you're going to have your 15 IC guys. They're in your intercontinental, your division. Then you're going to have eight tag teams. Now, when I say eight tag teams, I don't mean guys that are in the IC that are also. So, like. If you're not using somebody who's low on that IC list, you're not throwing them into a tag division just to give them airtime. Right. Dedicated employees per department. Correct. And then 15 women wrestlers. 
there's 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 enough for oh there's more women wrestlers believe it or not that deserve it so what i have here in my list of main eventers and i have certain guys that could go up and down they could become mid carters and then guys that are mid carters that could work their way sure up all right so you have rollins aj styles kofi kingston roman reigns samoa joe finn balor daniel bryan braun Strowman, elias i brought cm punk back because as him and kevin owens are going to be their own little kind of thing kevin owens the miz shinsuke nakamura randy orton bobby Roode. now kofi and bobby Roode are guys that could move up and down move up and down all right those are your 15 main eventers now they're going to turn around and say well you're cutting jobs no, I'm saving you money. How many? <laughs> how go, how yeah, much yeah. money are you paying fucking Mojo Rollins to sit there? That's true. Or Zack Ryder to come out and wrestle a dark match? Pennies for Zack Ryder. I'm yeah. saving you money. Well, what happens if someone gets hurt? Okay. Then you have your free agent sitting so back there. So now you move the mid-carder up to the main event. You move someone from NXT, your number one NXT guy mid-card or whatever yeah up and then when they come back you worry about that when the day comes you're almost taking it like a traditional sports team yeah. where you have like for hockey we'll just say you have your lines you have your pairings for defensemen somebody gets hurt next in line yep my mid-carders i have alster black ali i think that's what he's going by now uh that Andred guy mm-hmm. all right ali can move up and down Alistair Black can move up and down. This Andre guy, uh, what's his name? The fuck, the other Mexican guy that you, that was dating Paige. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, where is he these days? Uh, Del Rios Jr. Albert Del Rios. Uh, uh, El Cabron. Yeah. Um, Cabron Del Rio. He can move up and down. Baron Corbin can move up and down. Bray and Wyatt can go up or down. Cesaro. I'm, sur- I'm surprised you put Bray Wyatt low. I, I, I think I have more stock in him than he made a vendor. I get the movement. I have him, yeah, moving up. EC3, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Young, Jinder Mahal. I have Mojo Rawlings as a mid-carder. He's going to be the guy that goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricochet, Rusev, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre. It's a steady enough roster that you don't have no names like Aleister Black for the title against who? Some schmuck? No. Yeah. You have the talent as part of your roster to to do what you need to. My tag teams, the New Day, and when I say New Day, it's Xavier Woods and Big E. Not Kofi. That's all that's left, yeah. The Usos, the club, which is Gallows and Uh, Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Um, the Viking Raiders, the Hardy Boys, the Revival, AOP, and Heavy Machinery. You'll notice there's no Eric Ryan, Eric Rowan or uh, Daniel Bryan there. Again, you're, yes, there's only eight teams, so your feuds are going to be, the possibility of having feuds are only going to be limited to seven different teams feuding. It's fine. You have and and you should have your 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 fresh matches every once in a while. Just throw another team in there somehow, some way. Right. Or you bring up some NXT team. Yep. All right. And then the women, Becky, Charlotte. I figured if you're bringing Punk, bring AJ Lee. Even though I don't think she has 
any intention. But we are talking about managers. So there you go. There you go. Alexis Bliss, uh, mm-hmm. Oscar, Bailey, Carmella, Dana Brooke. Who I got, would say Dana. Yeah, I, I saw Dana Brooke got fucked up. And, and they had to stop the match. <laughs> they, but you know you know who actually deserves this kind of thing? Dana Brooke. Yep. She she went from that stupid gimmick, and and it is a stupid gimmick, but it worked, but it was a stupid gimmick, to what she's doing now. Same with how Lana did it. Well, yep. you know, Lana was like, oh, look, look at the, the pretty chick, and they're going to just flash her boobs and ass. And No, she turned into a goddamn legit wrestler. Yeah, I mean, it was the same with when Trish Stratus came out. Or, I mean, Stacey Keebler never really wrestled, but... She had uh, flashes of it. She had moments. She had Braun Penny match moments, but nothing serious. Um, Amber Moon, Lana, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, Ruby Riot, Natalia, and Nikki Cross. Those are your women wrestlers. And there's no women tag match because you're not going to need it because there's enough women there to either A, be managers, or B... Do your ladder, do your ladder um, thing with yeah. with whoever's left. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Now, all of these guys might not wrestle every week, but here's the: they probably would wrestle at least once a week, except for your main eventers. Because so, so are you doing this roster across both? Yes, a Raw. This and is SmackDown? Raw and SmackDown. Okay. One because. Time. Now you're not going to have to create two separate shows because you have a shit fuck ton of wrestlers. You're basically creating a small company with endless possibilities of feuds between 15 to 30 guys. And would you also want to incorporate it's a topic that we uh, discussed on, on previous podcasts with your your 15 roster kind of thing. Would you also do this in quarterly or six-month packages where you have your A team and your B team? No. So that you give guys the, the time Rest? off no. to... No, I'm, if, if anything, I'm going to do the whole Vince. But I'll tell you what I would do to give these people off. What are they? They do probably three house shows a week. And then the two... One of the two big TV shows. shows? Yeah. All right, you're doing, you're doing two house shows a week or one. You're doing one house show a week before, so you're taping on Monday where you're doing, you're live Monday and Tuesday. You're doing a house show towards the weekend, Friday or Saturday. Mm. That way, you're giving all of these guys rest and recovery, and time to go home, so you don't burn them out. So they're not fucking popping pain kills and dying before they're 30. It's very true. But then we wouldn't have a, a, a list and a timer to, to oh, reset. Damn. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah. Goddamn for us having humanity feelings. I, and the same thing, like if there's a hot rookie that comes in or somebody, you know, let's say like Kenny Omega decides to leave AEW or something. Okay, well, you got to work your way up from mid-carter right through. Sorry, that's the way we run it here. If you don't like it. Which, and you're probably right, considering um, how it looks, tastes, smells, feels for AEW with them looking like a, another how WCW was when they were there. It, it has a similarity to that, where you had your, your main group of people and you kind of watched them go up and down kind, yeah. kind of thing. And it, it works because it keeps your attention. Well, that's before Hogan and shit showed up. 
And then Hogan took control, and that right. was that. But then you, you look at, I mean, I, I think in the way that you would put together a sports roster is I think the same the way that you'd want to put together a wrestling roster, too, in that you have your standouts, right? You have your, your established veterans, like a, like your a Rude, your Orton, your, your Rons, and things like that. But then you also have the youngins, like an Aleister Black, you're an Ali, even a Baron Corbin. Somebody to take these guys aside and go, listen, this is how it was, and this is how I got to that point. Yeah. You know, you want to be the Viper killer Randy Orton? This is what you need to do in this kind of in this kind of setup. So you have your mix of kids, and obviously you have your 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 vets. Um, your no, your minor leagues. You have your NXT to to cultivate that next generation of talent, or your you know your AAA of of your organization. Yep. But I think you you need guys like we were talking about before that you need guys who know their role. Right, you're not going to put Orton at the top of that main event list every quarter just to appease his ego. Like you said, it's an egoless no, and he's going to have system. Right, he, you're going to have to know that. Hey, look, this might go against your character's past, but you're going to job to somebody. Somebody needs to you, win. Somebody needs right. to lose. And when you get knocked down, the fans like it. When you work your way back up. Yeah, because you, you want to have something to root for. You want to see Randy Orton fall all the way down to the bottom, bust his ass, and have to take on a, you know, um, a Zack Ryder. Tying, yeah, tying it into hockey. When you hear about the St. Louis Blues, all everybody talks about, oh, January 3rd, they were in last place, and they in the league, and they look, they went all the way up. And that's why it was such a great story, because they worked their way up the standings and i totally agree with that and i totally buy into that you there's there are too many faces and i think the fact that if you look at what wrestling is now you look at aew you look at their roster after you get past your top five or six guys you have legit no fucking clue who these people are you have to google them yeah Yeah, wow big deal i know who joey janelle is you know why because i live in the fucking state that he that he flourished in you go to New York or Pennsylvania or outside of the East Coast, they have no idea who he is. No. And with this roster, you don't have to worry about that because everybody on that roster, I mean, even if you take Punk out and put somebody else in and, and A.J. Lee, everybody right. on that roster has been on TV. Yes, you know them. You know who they are. And you know what? You have that shock value of somebody coming up from an NXT or just somebody coming off of a free agency thing. Right. And doing a Chris Jericho or just one night, you know, boom, lights go out. Boom. There's a, you know, countdown happening. And next thing you know, a guy, you know, fucking uh, what's his name for AEW? Uh, Omega leaves. Right. Boom. He shows up. He shows up on, on a SmackDown and beats the hell out of Rusev. Guess what? Rusev's at like seven, eight, whatever on your list. Omega's a free agent. Now he's going to try to beat his way up to that seven spot yeah. and then work his way up. And you could have them like. Even if they have points, they win. All right. You win. You get five points. In your match, and you have a point system, then it could turn around and go, well, you know what? I got 15 points. I'm going to bet my five points against your 10 points. And, you and that's stops. how you get the uh, somebody like a Kenny Omega. You want to move him to a main event status right away. Well, he's got no points. Well, I bet you your 10 points. I could fucking beat you. And it works. And you keep you. you and I like your idea of keeping it small. You, you can't have a thousand faces on six hours of television. No. You can't. Because then you have guys like Shinsuke. You have guys like Rusev sitting out and going, twiddling their thumbs. People on Twitter asking him, so what are you doing today? I'm going to watch a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> you can paid six figures to, to spend $75 on a baseball game ticket. 
And okay. Even, yeah, and even if guys need a break, you could always bring people up from NXT as, like, your minor league. You know, like, let's say, like, Seth Rollins is like, dude, I've been wrestling nonstop for... Yeah, six months. Give me a for break. For six months. Let me go and take a month off or two months off like they did with Dolph Ziggler. Go home for two months. Yeah, rest up, ease up. It gives you an opportunity to give somebody else. And you know what this also does, too? If you start cutting people left and right, those who didn't make this roster, they go to AEW. They go to TNA. And they make they a go name. To, they go to Ring of Honor. And guess what happens to wrestling in general? It gets better. Yeah, and they make a name for themselves. You And you look at a schedule on TV. Your main, your big WWE has a Monday and a Tuesday. Great. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the weekends, you have other organizations to find a spot on your cable channel or dish channel or whatever. Rest, the wrestling business itself would be, I think, better in general. And that's what I'm hoping that AEW does. And I'm hoping that Vince would listen to this podcast and go, well, shit, he's got a good fucking idea. Yeah, well, I have it written down, so, and it's timestamp, motherfucker. <laughs> we save all of our show preps. So it's there. You did a good job. You, 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 you sold this. I'm buying, man. If I, if if I, I were could... to walk into a WWE boardroom... You probably get laughed Break at, out a but... fucking PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. How's your little choo, choo, choo. How's your <laughs> How's your business acumen? Did you take any business courses in college? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I. So, Dave, you're I'm... what you're telling me is the product I have now, brother, sucks. I'm not saying. I'm saying what you built. Is amazing. Brother, do you know these pythons can rip apart your PowerPoint presentation, brother? That's a lot of peas for Hulk Hogan, I think. <laughs> I'm pissed off, brother. <laughs> no, but if, if, if <laughs> hypothetically, you know, like if for some reason, like Vince was like, so you think my product sucks now? No, it's just you've been in the business for so long doing something the same way and have had success with it that you've kind of put blinders on yeah. to other things that are happening. You're, and when you've taken those blinders off to look around, your business has skyrocketed. But the problem is, is you, you don't take off your blinders enough. You took them off after Bret Hart to realize I'm the bad guy. You took them off to realize, wait, there isn't, good guy versus bad guy. Sometimes there's a guy in the middle that people cheer and boo for. And that's created some of the best stories and wrestlers in the business. But it's 2019. It's going to be 2020. That's 20 something years ago. Now at the heyday, it's, it's time to take the blinders off and let, look at, let someone else look at it with fresh eyes. You can still use the Vince, Vince character. You can still use Vincent Kennedy McMahon to to you know get a little bump out of somebody. Yeah. And him trying to get back into the whole owning thing. Well, let me him fucking pay him, off Cesaro. And, and we talk go. right. Him picking guys to be his guys. And it's not your Cena's or your Undertakers or what have you. Do a little refresh. You could do a Cesaro. You could do a guy in the middle, like an Orton, maybe. Right. You could do maybe your older guys. You know, you could take your Orton and. I mean, I would really... I mean, didn't EC3 try out on Tough Enough? I don't, I and think his angle was he was Vince McMahon's illegitimate love child? I don't remember. But, but if that's like, the case, that... that it, 
you, if you go into something and you're going, this is my gimmick, and I can work it really well, you don't say no to it. You go, well, let's see it. Yeah. And that's what you got to Let's see what NXT. the fans think. And if it doesn't work, well, hey, you know what? You're going to be going to NXT because they're going to remember, wasn't that guy the fucking Shockmaster? And now it didn't work? Let, let's comment on that. The moment the Shockmaster happened, nobody remembered he was Tugboat. His Tugboat career went bye-bye. He was forever known as But I mean, like, if you took... If you took like an EC3 or, or mm-hmm. a Dolph and gave him a new spin. A wrestling lease on life. Right. You gave him a new, you know, character or whatever, and it didn't work. Then, then what the fuck do you do? <laughs> I, was, I was just joking. <laughs> it's like, like Stardust. And then you, you try to bring him back as Cody Rhodes with a mustache. <laughs> I'm available, Vince. We are going to fucking tag you. You sure about that? To, yeah, what do I care? <laughs> you think he actually checks his Twitter? Tag him, tag Triple H, tag him all. Oh, do it. Go you're, ahead. You're the guy that does it. <laughs> you can tag him too. You got, you got a nice account, boy. Episode 41. Playing Mr. Fix-It. In the books. It's true. It's goddamn true. HSSKpod.com for all your social media needs. Where you're, uh, There's a link for Twitter. There's a link for Facebook. You can follow us, like us, interact subscribe. with the show. Subscribe, unsubscribe, do all that happy horseshit. You can also get us on Player FM, Spotify, Google Play, whatever version of Apple iTunes is out there, Podbean, and the interwebs in general. Uh, the schedule lightens up a little bit from a hockey and wrestling standpoint as the summer months roll on, but there's a number two project. <laughs> Get it? Number two. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll right. definitely be linking and all that kind of happy horse shit. Uh, we look forward to the Devil's Draft uh, tomorrow. It, it's just one round tomorrow night, right? Yes. And then two two through seven on Saturday. Yes. That, fly, that flies by. They fly by. They don't bring them up on stage. It's one of those like... It starts at noon. By the time you turn it on, they're on like, you know, round six and they're still talking about the third pick in the first round. Yeah. It's crazy shit. The black shit. delegation takes the Rizza, the Jizza, <laughs> the Wu-Tang Clan. Yay, yay! We go Brooklyn. Did you know that Will, Smith, Will and Jada Smith are like... Part owners of the devil? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, hopefully they need to I bring Born in Philadelphia, born and raised. Apparently on the ice rink is where he spent most of his days. Apparently not. <clears throat> well, uh, so what else? I don't know, but I'm, I'm excited. I am excited hockey-wise for the draft tomorrow, just because I really want to know who we take. And then I'm fast-forwarding to July 1st because I really know who we want to trade and sign and all that shit. Woo! Um, not excited for Sunday's pay-per-view. <laughs> I don't think anybody is. I really don't. But it's been fun. It has been. Hockey is coming to a close. And it, you know what? It ended on a good note, right? Hockey ended on a good note. Yep. The good team won. The storyline was great. And we won the draft, so. Up and onward we go. Indeed. Folks, hsskpod.com, your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professionally wrestling talk from your pals, Bobby and Dave. Dave, why don't you go take it away so these folks have something happy to listen to? Total.